Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Robert Craig. I'm executive director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin, and uh, we're pleased to release uh, the 11th annual Wisconsin Health Cost Ranking Report, uh, Health Insurance Cost Ranking Report. So we are certainly been doing this for a while and have a very good set of data. Uh, we're pleased to be joined by Senator John Erpenbach, who's going to comment on the findings. And we're also going to have a small business owner from Waukesha, Tammy Wolfgram, comment and talk a little bit about her situation. Uh, the report is live on our website at right now at citizenactionwi.org. That's citizenactionwi.org. Uh, there's a reports tab where you will find the report. If you have any problem finding the report during the call, uh, Kevin Kane, our organizing director's email is on the media advisor. You can shoot an email and he'll make sure that uh, that he gets you the report if you have any trouble navigating the, the uh, website. So let me get right down to uh, our findings uh, this year. So we found, and this is the only report really that looks at the cost across the state for every, every metro area. And just to give you a little background, it used to be entirely just a large group market that is insurance that is bought by large and medium-sized employers. But because of the Affordable Care Act over the last couple of years, was able to include uh, individual market, that is insurance people buy in their own or through the Affordable Care Act marketplace, and also small group insurance, that's business for small employers. And so we have composite rankings as well uh, in the report. And there's in the middle of the report, you will see 11 different charts, and those have all of the findings we are presenting uh, this year in this report. And they have it for every metro area, for every category. So our first finding is, is that Wisconsin healthcare hyperinflation is a long-term trend. So if you look at this, we have data back in the large group market back to the year 2000, and it shows a dramatic increase, an over-tripling of, of premiums and deductibles together. So a 226% increase statewide, but even greater variations within regions, uh, with a low of 168% since the year 2000 in Madison, and a high of 381% in Green Bay, 265% in Appleton, and 263% in Oshkosh. Milwaukee is 231% increase in premiums and deductibles since the year 2000. So there's dramatic hyperinflation. Now, new to this report, and this is uh, brand new data that's made possible by having several years of the Affordable Care Act being in place, four years fully implemented, and having these numbers going much further back, what we looked at is we looked at the rate of inflation uh, before the Affordable Care Act was enacted, the 13 years of data we have before, and then the four years after full implementation. And we found something dramatic, that is that the hyperinflation in health insurance in the large group market was seven times higher in the 13 years before implementation of the Affordable Care Act uh, than in the four years since. That is 15% statewide uh, before versus 2% statewide after. And in chart four, you, in three and four, you will see that this is even more dramatic for, for different cities. So Green Bay had a 25% increase per year, for example. Madison was a low of 11% that before the Affordable Care Act. Uh, and so we are not saying, because this, uh, this data does not uh, uh, provide causation, that the Affordable Care Act caused uh, the inflation rate in health insurance to come down. And obviously, because of the hyperinflation, we as an advocacy group still think the prices are very high and are a major problem in the state, and there's still a major affordability problem. So we're not saying that everything was solved by the Affordable Care Act or the Affordable Care Act caused this. What we are saying is, is that claims that health insurance costs have spiked 
because of the Affordable Care Act are not for are not are not supported by this data. In fact, the opposite is supported. And so, further claims that repeal the Affordable Care Act will bring prices down are, are not well grounded in in the actual history of, of of hyperinflation and health insurance in Wisconsin. So that we can talk more about that in the Q and A after, afterwards. But that's a very major finding. Uh, we found that, in, and this has been consistent for a couple of years, that the highest cost areas are north central Wisconsin and northwestern Wisconsin, Eau Claire and north and west, and then Wausau and then Portage and Wood counties. Uh, and Milwaukee is still very high, and Madison is the lowest, which it has been in every year, all 11 years of our report. Uh, we found that there are dramatic regional disparities, and we found this in all 11 years of the report, and that they're even larger if you, can, if you have a composite of all types of insurance than just large group. So there's a 34.7% variation this year between the highest cost area, that's Wisconsin Rapids and Marshfield and Wausau, um, and the lowest cost, which is Madison, or $2,578.74 difference. Uh, but that this regional disparity is even higher in the individual market, where people buy insurance on their own, uh, the disparity there is a whopping 84% between Wausau, Stevens Point, Wisconsin Rapids, and Marshfield, the high-cost area, and Madison, the low-cost. Uh, we also found, interestingly, disparities within regions between different types of health insurance. And so you would think that if medical underlying medical costs, we know under, underlying prices, that is both hospitals, doctors, all medical services, prescription drugs are the main driver in health insurance costs, but there's also an, an insurance piece of it. Um, you would think that, uh, that the, it would be consistent who is, who's high cost, who is low cost between regions. Um, it is actually not. There are some strange variations where the Fox Valley is above average for large group, but below average for individual market, small group market, uh, where Wausau is uh, – very high for large group digital market, but lower in small group, for example, and that math also is higher in small group than everything else. So that suggests the insurance market and maybe who's in insurance pools is having an impact beyond medical prices. Then finally, uh, and we can talk about more of these things as well, the last two charts in the report uh, do provide uh, quality measures. And it's interesting that we both give quality measured per insurance company, but then a regional ranking, and that's based on a composite of which insurance is available in which regions. And so other than looking at your own city and seeing what the quality ranking is, it's important to note that there is not a correlation between cost and quality, that some of the lowest cost areas have very high quality, some of the highest cost areas have lower quality, some of the high cost areas have high quality as well. And so this is very important if we ever get in this state back to trying to deal with health care costs through public policy, that, in fact, it's not a matter of you get what you pay for in health insurance, uh, uh, quite the contrary. And so that's very, that's very important to understand. And that means that we could uh, reduce cost over time and not reduce quality. That's an important takeaway. So with that, and I think the biggest takeaway is that is this dramatic difference in the inflation rate before and after the Affordable Care Act, uh, which is contrary to a lot of conventional wisdom in the last election. Uh, but with that, I want to turn it over to Senator John Erpenbach, who has been a, a tireless advocate on health care reform, was the author of the Healthy Wisconsin Plan, uh, back in 2007, which I think may become very relevant again as we move forward and we look at the possibility of the Affordable Care Act being repealed without a replacement. So, uh, Senator Erpenbach, thank you for joining us. 
Uh, thanks, Robert, and uh, thanks to Citizen Action for this report. It's very eye-opening. Uh, and, and Robert touched on charts three and four, uh, and I want to I want to spend some more time on charts three and four. And while Robert's right that the Affordable Care Act uh, <clears throat> isn't the sole um, uh, reason why inflation has gone down the way it has, uh, again touching on just Green Bay, 25% every year for the last uh, for 13 years, and then for the last. Um, Three years since the Affordable Care Act uh, has been in place, uh, that's dropped to two percent a year for Green Bay. The Affordable Care Act has had something to do with that, and so before the president-elect and, and Governor Walker, you know, go around the state and go around the country talking about repealing the Affordable Care Act and replacing it, first of all, what are you going to replace it with? But secondly, if you just if you repeal it. Not only are 22 Americans going to be without health insurance, and there are some Trump supporters, I do believe, who voted against their self-interest in this particular on this particular issue. Um, <clears throat> they may not they may like the idea of re repealing Obamacare, but at the same time, some of them actually use the Affordable Care Act to get their insurance. Uh, if, if it's just repealed, we're looking at you know huge increases in, in, in inflation again. Uh, so I, I would caution the president-elect and certainly caution Governor Walker to be very responsible about this. Um, it's uh, Robert's right. Uh, the cost of health care is still very expensive. But, you know, if we would have kept going down the road where we were going down, uh, health care costs would be much more. Uh, health insurance costs would be much more expensive than, than we're looking at today. So, um, uh, again, I want to thank Citizen Action. This report um, is very thorough, very complete, and, and it does help, obviously, quite a bit, as Robert pointed out, to have uh, a few years of the Affordable Care Act under our belt now so we can compare uh, rates you know, pre-Obamacare to post-Obamacare. Uh, thank you very much, Senator, and uh, uh, thank you for your leadership in this area, which has been very longstanding and consistent. Uh, and so with that, I want to turn it over to Tammy Wolfgram, uh, who is a small business owner in Waukesha and has had her own experiences navigating the health insurance system, which are very relevant when we think about affordability and we think about the road ahead and what may happen. And I should have said this at the beginning, but we are recording this call, and so uh, that will be available in our press release. So people missing anything, they can uh, uh, look at the press release and get a full recording. And then also we have a, we'll have a Q&A for, for journalists on the call once, uh, once Tammy is finished. So, uh, Tammy, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Robert. Um, as, as Robert said, I'm Tammy Wolfgram. Um, my family built a Somber Hills Golf Course in Heartland, Wisconsin, and uh, my father and I currently own it. Um, I want to give you a little background about my family situation. My um, youngest daughter has had epilepsy since she was 10, and my husband and I each had a couple of conditions that required medication. And when, we left, when he left his job that had group insurance, we could not find private insurance uh, who would accept us because we all had pre-existing conditions. Um, so we were uh, forced to go on to Hearst Care. Um, my husband subsequently died in a car accident. So I'm, when I'm talking from here on out, this is just about my daughter and myself. Um, we were paying Hearst over $1,000 a month for insurance for my daughter and myself. Uh, we had a high deductible, and it went up each year. Um, and when ACA started, we didn't have to worry about being rejected because of our conditions. Um, I couldn't find insurance for, for an 11-year-old, and uh, that's pretty concerning. Um, but once we got on ACA, we joined Common Ground. Um, Co-op had an insurance policy for us. Um, I had a family insurance policy. 
I was able to keep my daughter, Megan, on um, insurance while she went, attended college part-time until she was 26. Um, when she subsequently finished school, um, and now even, she is low-income during school and now, and uh, she's eligible to get her insurance through the healthcare.gov um, site. And uh, this year she's going to receive um, a $234 credit per month on her premium. Her premium is just a little over $100 a month. She has very good insurance, a low deductible, low premiums, and low total out-of-pocket, which for somebody who makes only about $20,000 a year, that's wonderful. And uh, this is really a blessing for us because Megan can't be without insurance. Megan's medications at one point were costing if we hadn't had insurance, would have cost us over $4,000 a month. And I'm sure you can recognize that that's just not possible for most people. And really, when we were on HERS, that's even the, 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 uh, the premiums for HERS were so high that most people that I knew that were eligible for HERS could not afford to be on it. So if um, the Affordable Care Act is just repealed, I don't know what we'll do, um, especially for my daughter. Um, she would just be out in the cold. They might bring back her, knowing Walker. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Um, but I also wanted to say that as I am a small business owner, um, that I, several times I've looked at group insurance for my business. So we don't have very many um, full-time year-round employees at a golf course, as you can imagine. And uh, it's actually cheaper to get pre uh, individual care for people than it is for group policy for such a small business. And that's something else that really needs to be looked at, I think. Um, I think that's all I have to say, really. Okay. That's very good, Tammy. Thank you for sharing that with us because health care stories are very personal. And uh, it helps us think about why affordability is so important and why any changes, especially the dramatic changes being proposed uh, by the Trump administration, by Congress, uh, how we should look at those and how, and, and, you know, Citizen Action believes that everyone ought to have access somewhere to go get affordable health care no matter what. And you're right to bring up HRSP, high risk, the high-risk pool, because that is being proposed as a replacement. So your experience about how expensive that was is very relevant uh, to the whole health care policy debate that's about to go on uh, right now. So with that, I want to uh, open it up to any questions from journalists on the call. So do they just need to do star six, Kevin, to unmute? Uh, and then Kevin, our organizing director, is also on the call, and he is our expert in small group individual markets. Mm -hmm. So I may call upon him if we dig more into those areas. Uh, so, so go ahead with any questions you might have. This is John Lundy of the Blue Tribune in Minnesota. First of all, just uh, could you help us with the spelling of Tammy's name? Sure. Uh, Tammy, why don't you go right ahead? Well, you do it so I don't mess it up. Okay, my name is Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, Wolfgram, W-O-L-F-G-R-A-M. And just one more question for Kevin. I wonder if you have theories or thoughts about why the uh, insurance costs do tend to be higher in the, the northern part of the state. There's a number of different reasons that we, we try to point out uh, here, and I know that We've been doing this report for, for some time now, uh, looking at the, the cost of, of health care. And part of the problem with health care just generally is there's not transparency as to what things actually cost, not just in insurance, but also pharmaceutical corporations and hospitals. And um, 
part of what we keep uncovering here is that there are tremendous geographic variations that cannot be explained by quality. It cannot be explained by the underlying uh, insurance companies alone always. Now, we are seeing that different markets often have different uh, impact on their, you know, individual market looks different in Madison than the large, small group market does, for example. Uh, and so that's something that is probably has less to do with providers and more to do with um, just, just the way that the insurance companies have designed these markets, who is in and outside of it. Uh, but a good chunk of it has to do with uh, uh, the underlying healthcare providers that are in a, in a particular area. Yeah, I would just add that you're part of the state, uh, John, Superior and uh, Douglas County and surrounds has been consistently high throughout the history of the report, and it's high for all types of insurance. Uh, so that indicates it's the underlying price of medical care is probably the uh, the factor. Now, as Kevin pointed out, we don't have the kind of transparency in, in medical pricing that we have in health insurance, so we can't just look at the prices of the health systems in your area. But that's the most likely reason uh, uh, that it's consistently high across types of insurance and every year going back 11 years in the report. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Uh, other questions? <laughs> and it's star six to unmute if anyone happens to be talking and not hearing themselves. Okay. Um, Hi, this is David Wahlberg from the State Journal. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, David. Go right ahead. Okay, yeah, I have a few questions about um, what is included in the cost figures you have in the charts. So I see sure. that as all single policy, so for an individual. But when you mention premiums and deductibles, are the premiums just what the worker pays, or does it also include what the employer pays? And then do you just add the de deductible onto that? And one last question is, with the composite chart, do you basically just take the average of the large group, small group, and individual costs? Oh, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, what the costs are, your first question. I'll have Kevin talk about the composite chart uh, afterwards. So we, we look at what the premium is paid by whoever pays it, so employer and employee together. And then we look at the deductible on top of that because that's an additional cost. And we have a lot of situations where the premium growth is restrained because <laughs> deductibles go up. So we want to capture that. So it's premiums and deductibles, full premium. Uh, that the insurance company is paid off the deductible uh, that the worker would pay um, added together. And so, uh, and that way we can account for variations as deductibles go up and premiums may go up less quickly. So it accounts for that. And then I'll have Kevin uh, talk about the composite score here. Uh, yes. So our, our goal with trying to have a composite is we wanted to show not that these were somehow separate markets for trying to understand how much things are costing, but we took the small group, the individual, and the large group market and, and uh, combined them to be able to, to show what your average person is likely to pay uh, for health insurance no matter where they get them. Uh, but part of the reason that Tammy actually joined us is to highlight how the, these lines are more, more blurred than you would immediately think. So a small business owner might very well find themselves on uh, individual coverage, for example, um, just like Tammy has. And so that's why we wanted to provide a, a number that tried to capture all three to look at the overall cost of the region. And we did not adjust, just so you know, for the number of people in plans. If we had, it was tilted towards large group because 77% of people get their uh, under 65 years of age get their insurance from large group. We did not do that. So this is more the cost for all three types of insurance in each city. Uh, that's what the composite gives you. 
so just to clarify, I realize it's a combination, but is it the average of those three types of insurance? The average average Correct. of the cost of those three types? Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. For each region listed and then a statewide average for all three. Yep. That's right. Right. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, any other questions? And I will point out, we would love to look at small group individual market insurance back to 2000. But before the Affordable Care Act, you couldn't do that. The, the information you had, and some uh, junk science has been out there talking about the difference in costs between before and after. Those before numbers were self-reported insurance company numbers. They couldn't be verified and were what they said an average person would cost. And it was in an era where pre-existing condition discrimination was legal. So there is just no data set for us to look at. So that's why we're uh, looking at the large group market over the whole time horizon. But, and we certainly hope that in Washington they don't repeal this transparency because, quite frankly, we would then be in, more in the dark about what the true cost of individual and small group health insurance were. And just highlight a couple of really stark numbers for those on the call who might want to uh, see these top lines quickly. I'm just going to highlight these. Um, and if any region, if any uh, person on the call would like to hear about a particular region, I, of course, can read those out to you as well. Um, but just uh, to highlight the, high, the, the big ones, um, for example, the, the rate, annual rate of inflation, this is what every year we saw. Green Bay saw the worst before the Affordable Care Act at 25% per year increase. Uh, since the Affordable Care Act has passed, that has uh, fallen now to only 2% per year. Um, when it came to individual market health care costs, we found that the, the the benchmark, the, the plan that they call it, the second lowest cost silver, in central Wisconsin, Wausau, Stevens Point, Marshfield, Wisconsin, uh, was uh, on average, if you look at annual premiums and deductibles, over $4,000 more expensive for somebody in that area of the state than in Madison. Uh, so it's a huge difference. Now, this is before the tax credits to go along with it. We found that when it came to healthcare inflation, just period, from 2000 to 2017, Green Bay saw uh, just to pick one example, the most extreme, Green Bay saw a more than quadrupling uh, in, in the cost of health insurance in uh, the Green Bay market uh, for large group market, for, for uh, large groups. Um, and we found in the uh, comparison, okay, uh, all, all this stuff is on our website, and uh, of course I can answer more of this here. We can stay on the call for that, but all this stuff will be there. So let me see if there are other questions uh, from journalists on the call. <clears throat> And if not, we're happy to answer further questions, especially because a lot of questions always come up every year about, about specific cities and regions. And so we're happy to do that. And we'll be sending out a press release uh, uh, soon that will have an audio recording once we can get all that set up if anyone needs to go back to the audio recording. So with that, I want to thank all, all the journalists who uh, joined the call just before the holidays. And uh, thanks, Senator Erpenbach, uh, for joining the call. And uh, also, uh, Tammy Wolfgram, for sharing your personal health care story. So thank you very much, everyone, and, and have a great holiday season. Thank you.